0: Hey everybody, welcome back friends. Welcome to our beautiful podcast Medicine Words. Today I'm here with my partner Ryan. Ryan, how are you tonight?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you so much. John, how are you doing tonight?
0: I couldn't be better actually. Okay. I was I was interested it was interesting because when we did our last podcast, yeah. we interviewed Jennifer who is uh, a very devout Christian. And then we also interviewed my friend Harold, the medicine man. And what was really interesting to me is when I asked them both the question, what they attribute to their happiness, their joy, their relationship to deity, both of them, not knowing each other and not being prompt, both of them asked, the quickest way to deity is gratitude. Gratitude. It's the attitude of gratitude. I like that. Me too. It's consistent. I know you do, too. I mean, you're a big proponent of gratitude. I've known you since you were seven years old, and that's one thing that's impressed me about you is how grateful you are constantly expressing it, the way that I see you interacting with your family, and and you give everybody a hug and a a love.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Likewise, I mean— Guess who I learned it from?
0: <laughs> well, if you're inferring it's me, it's not me. You were like that. <laughs> it was your family. But you know, it it does really make a difference when we have this authentic sense of gratitude. So I was thinking about that and I was thinking, yeah, I'm I'm very grateful. And so I I look at myself as far as gratitude, and of course it changes. When you're when you're four and five years old, you're really grateful for the new toy. Then you are grateful for the new bike. You're grateful for this. It depends, though. As you get older, you, your gratitude expands. You're grateful that your children are well, that your family is well. You're grateful that you didn't have that that accident kind of thing. So all this is part of your gratitude. The more you can be grateful, the better off you are, don't you find?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're totally right. You know, my family brought me up like that. My grandpa, my grandma, my mom. Um, so, yeah, I just have been kind of raised around that and I do feel the same way, yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. Now, what, I've, what I kind of perceived as well, is, like I said, you get a little bit older and sometimes, you know, you're in your 20s and you're healthy and everything's great. And then you get a little older and you're kind of grateful that maybe your back doesn't hurt or that your, <laughs> yes, your knee yes, doesn't absolutely. hurt, those kind of things, you know. And, you know, well, you know, I'm grateful for this and the energy that you have in life. Now, I'm incredibly grateful, and when I look at gratitude, really the first thing that I always think of is that I am grateful that I have the experience of being a spiritual human being, that I am a spiritual light, and that I am existing on this planet and experiencing this for this knowledge that I have. The opportunity is immense. And I feel like that really helps me and the experiences that I've gone through. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for where I live. I'm grateful that I'm surrounded by abundance and prosperity. So one of the things I want to discuss about or discuss tonight is this. The attitude of gratitude really does bring you into a state of consciousness My niece Jennifer said it's like she gets into this way where she just feels it's like this overwhelming kind of sense of of gratitude. I view that as like a vortex. The vortex where if you have a whirlpool, the bottom of that vortex is always the strongest. So if you as a human being are grateful, then you create this vortex that's going to actually attract more and more abundance to you. All right. So there's the principles of gratitude. Now, I heard a quote one time, and it is this. Complaining and gratitude cannot coexist. So please choose the one that works best for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I've done a lot of complaining at work for sure, you know. But uh, I've noticed the same thing. If you turn it around, if you stop complaining, um, it, it does. It turns everything around.
0: Right. Yeah. So here's some things that I think work for me. Now, when you look at... Us as human beings, we can, as we've discussed in other episodes, the keys and laws of transformation. Okay, what are the keys and laws of transformation? You, as an individual, are empowered with the strength to transform whatever darkness you have into light. Whatever it is that's causing you ill, Ill or pain or anxiety, you can transform it into light. The keys and laws of transformation are that which is the difference between fear and love. If you have fear, you will create out of fear. For example, in regards to money, if you are worried about money, the word worry is actually fear-based. So you worry about money and you sit around and you perturbate at it and you think about it. You can't, oh, you can't do anything about it as you're sitting in your apartment or your house and you're worried about money. And what you do is you become so much in anxiety that you create the pain that surrounds that. And so the universe provides or will give to you what it is that your vibration is. So if you are fearful about money, you attract that to you and you literally create the poverty that you're seeking to avoid because you're going, I can't do anything about it. I can't do this. I'm, I'm going to go drink. I'm, oh, I'll just forget about it. It'll go away. It doesn't go away. However, if you take the keys and laws of transformation, you look at worry as a fear-based and you surround it with love, the worry literally fades away and then transforms into concern. In other words, the fear is that which is generating worry that's creating poverty. However, you are now looking at it with love and it is no longer a fear base. It is a concern. Worry has now morphed and transformed into concern and you go... All right, I'm concerned about money, so I take responsibility for my life and I get up off the couch and I go get a job or I get an education. I get a vision about what I want in life, what it is that I can do in life to make myself a self-reliant individual so I'm not, I'm not beholding to anyone and I have my freedom. So therefore, by transforming that into love, it becomes concern and with that concern, you have created prosperity. I know you've experienced that. You,
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, even recently I've switched jobs, you know. And I guess going back a little bit further when I switched jobs, you know, a few years ago, two jobs ago, I should say. Um, you know, you you look for a job like, oh, I need to make this much money. And you do. You get this anxiety and you you end up trying to find possibly even the first job that offers you money and you're like okay I just need money I'm going to go to this job and then you're just miserable there you and you hate it so this time around I kind of went at a different approach and I actually you know found a job that I in, in a field that I enjoy working in so you know now I don't hate going to work maybe I don't make as much money but it seems like the universe god takes care of all that for you I I mean you know It's tax season. You're getting your taxes. Right, right. You know, other money's coming in. And it all works out, you know. And when you're doing it for the love, it all seems to work out every time. And maybe I'm making a little less money now, but I'm way more happy. I'm able to do the things that I want to do now. Um, Like I was saying, instead of complaining at work, now I have that gratitude You know, now I'm spreading that gratitude to my other coworkers and and creating a positive environment for everybody. And just because I wasn't worried about not making enough money, you know, I was more worried about being happy this time around. Correct. And and it seems to, well, it seems to be working so far, I guess.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. And you hit on some incredible points. You said, you know, God always provides for me or the divine creator, the universe, whatever you want to label, the source that created you is providing for you. The abundance. Again, it's back to fear. So, if you're fearing that the world's a hostile place, then you go into paranoia. I'm sorry, paranoia. Yeah. So, paranoia. Everything's out to get you. It's horrible. This person's going to do this and to you and so forth. So, that's what you experience. However, if you can take paranoia, paranoia and you infuse it with love, it becomes pronoia. Pronoia literally means the opposite. In other words, you view. That the universe loves you. You are divinely created and you are currently being divinely nurtured. And through that energy, you are going to have everything that you need. You are always going to have everything you need. Let's look at wordsmithing. The word always. That means consistent through time. From the time you're born to the time you're, that you pass on, you will always have what you need. However, you will in all ways have everything you need what you think and what you are feeling is what you experience in life so view your life that in all ways you will have everything you need not just the limited money no it's so much more expensive than that in all ways of your life you will have physical health in all ways of your life you will have safety in all ways of your life you will be emotionally balanced in all ways of your life, you will be protected, you will be healthy in all ways of your life. you are a divine creation, son and daughter of God, however you want to interpret it with a birthright that is divine that you are loving and that is sacred so Ryan, you did explain that very well as Thank far as you. Yeah. yeah it's it's about <laughs> your intent, I think
1: yeah, you know and, and it goes back to you know, I manifested not worrying about paying the bills because a lot of time you're like, how am I going to pay this bill? How, you know, what am I going to do? But once that all goes away and you're just like, hey, it will – if it gets paid, it gets paid. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I don't care anymore, right? And so once that, you know, like you said, was it paranoia that you said? Right. Once that goes away – And you can really focus on yourself, love yourself, love what you're doing. Everything changes. Everything changes. And it seems like it's all falling right into place.
0: Correct. Yeah. Correct. So let's talk about the energy of money. And I really use the word energy of money. Now, I view the world a little bit differently maybe than sometimes, uh, than some people do sometimes. But I like to view the world from my soul outwardly. A lot of times people will view the world from their physical life inwardly. In other words, they will look at their life logically then they'll look at it emotionally, they'll look at it attitudinally, egoically, but I look at my life from my soul outward, that I am a spiritual being of light, and that I have created a physical body, an emotional body, and an attitudinal body. So let's talk about the energy of money. It is just that. It is energy. Now, it, the, you look at it spiritually, as far as the energy of money, and you will see it is energy. So it is literally energy. It's not a woo-woo concept, it is energy. The sun is emanating light on Mother Earth. Mother Earth is creating all life on the planet with that energy. She is creating you as a human being. You are interacting with all life on this planet. So when you look at energy, you're looking at that you have sustenance needs. You have to eat. You obviously prefer to get out of the cold and the elements, and so you have a home. But yet, all of it comes from Mother Earth. So, human beings, unfortunately, through the eons of time, have separated themselves from nature and from that which sustains you, and that is the energy of the sun and Mother Earth. Your physical body is all of the food that you've consumed so far. It is all the animals and plants, all of which was grown on the planet Earth with the energy of the sun. So what I'm saying is you don't have to go into physics, but it is a matter of perception. It is a matter of your thoughts that is going to literally raise you into abundance and out of lack. If you can honestly and silently not... Tell everybody about this, but as you go through your life silently with great humble reverence and look at the energy that it takes to support you, you would be in awe. Think about how much energy is being used just to support your human life. When you get up in the morning, you're in a home that is made of wood, that is former trees. That is still living. That's still part of the consciousness. Believe it or not, it has consciousness. The metal, the wires, everything in your home is energy. It took energy to construct that. It took heat, electricity to construct every elemental part of your home. As you get up and you go to the bathroom, you make your coffee, you take your showers, that is energy that is being used by you. The sun is providing that energy To you, to live As you go to your work You are making a commitment or a contract with your employer You're going to do this work You're going to give your energy To that task And be paid energy You're going to be paid this money Which is energy You take that money And you then go to the grocery store And the grocery store is filled with energy Not just the building But also all the food The amazing effort and the amazing amount of energy it has taken to bring that food into the grocery store, the farmer that planted that food, the water that was needed, the fertilizer, the personal energy that farmer needed to go out on the tractor and use the gas, then put it on a truck or train. It was harvested by people, energy. It was then brought to the grocery store. As it was brought to the grocery store, human beings used their energy to put it on the shelves. You used energy to get to the in your vehicle with gas, your own energy to get it in the grocery store. You put it in the cart. You then paid it for it with the money you made. You also then went home in your house. And then you begin to cook with energy as well. So, yes, my friends, life is about energy. You are energy. You are energy. The difference is if you can make it in such a way that you are mindful of it. Mindful living means that you're consciously aware that you are perhaps seeming to be a small part but yet a great part of a vast, great, great part of the universe of life that you are loved. So as you acknowledge that, it brings in more gratitude. Again, as we said before, gratitude then can bring you your own personal awareness of life, your own personal pathway to the divine. As you look at energy, you look at money, it is very interesting because it is a current. We We even describe it as currency. You look at the various currents, it always, life reflects life in the universe. So we have this energy of currency, and currency is also reflected in electricity. AC, alternating current, so you have this currency. A river has a current in it. The healthiest lake will be a lake that has both a river running into it and out of it. So it's the same principle with money. It is currency. So you are going to receive money and you're going to give money back for goods and services. Now, if you go to work, you will do one of two things. You will provide a service or a product to people. That is it. If you can go to work and you do it with good karma, with good intent, and with purpose, you go into work and and you look at what it is that you're manufacturing. The service or product that your company or organization that you work for is putting out there, does it have good karma? If you're an individual that goes to work and you're creating something that is very beneficial, like it is medicines or it is something that has good karma, it can benefit people and it's offered to people in a very reasonable uh, way, it is of good karma. If you go to work and you are making something or you are participating in something that doesn't really harm or hurt, then it's very neutral or benign karma. If you are going to work and you are participating in a product or service that is harming anyone, including the environment, like if you go to work and you're making a better bomb, it is not going to bode well with you. No matter how much money you amass, it is not going to bode well with you. The universe is on your side, so the universe is saying you are slightly needing to be nudged over here if you can then nudge yourself back into a higher purpose then your life becomes more harmonious. So back to currency. It's the attitude of money. It's the attitude of money. It's the attitude of the grace of money and the fact that in actuality, it is not your money. We're going to take a little bit of break and when we get back, we'll discuss a little bit more about money. All right. Now, what is money? If you think about money, well, it is an agreed upon uh, method of exchange. Obviously, as we were developing in our past cultures and through our history, human be- human beings believed it would be far easier to exchange perhaps like dollars and cents or some kind of coinage or paper as opposed to uh, like trading three chickens for 12 candlesticks. So it is and it does have a purpose. It is and of course is exchange. All right. Now, obviously, money is something that we need and it is something that we have agreed upon jointly in our society that we need it to exchange. And for the most part, or at least one time, it did work pretty well. Now, what happens with money is that we live in a university of empathy. You see, Mother Earth teaches us about empathy. And so, remember, empathy and what you feel is what you or how you made someone else feel about them, what what how you affected them. So, through history, or as we have gone through our human development, human beings begin to more or less go into their ego. And as they go into their ego, they begin to define themselves. Now, remember what the great, late Ram Das said about ego. If you look at ego as an acronym, it is edging God out. Obviously, we need a healthy ego, but it is not in control. So as we go through our life, and as people have gone through their lives, they begin to equate their value with money. There is some false belief system that people can ascribe to that the more money you have, the better you are or the more you power you have. That may be true if you look at it in the ego, but look at the word power. Do you really want power over someone or power over you? No. What you want is the energy, the energy of love. And there's that word energy again. So if you look at it as power, it can have what seems to be some great power you can laud this over someone, or you can deny someone uh, money and they can and you can control them because you put them in to a desperate state of starvation and so forth, which does happen. however, if you really value money and that it is your power, you can see on daily TV how that works out. in other words, you separate yourself from the fact that it is anything other than a means of exchange. It does not control you and it does not rule you. Your soul <clears throat> is not for sale. You are releasing any rules of domestication and you are moving and replacing it with the laws of the divine. So money is something that is needed, yes. You can use money And you can build a hospital. You can donate money to help people. But look at it as it's not your money. It is an exchange of energy. Now, here's a newsflash. You're not going to take it with you. There is no hearse when you are in your coffin and you're in your hearse. There is no U-Haul in the funeral procession. You are there and it is over. And money is not evil. It is not good or bad. It is energy. Energy can cook your food. It can heat your house. It can also burn your house down and injure or kill you. And that's the same as far as energy of money. It's when you start to equate your value, whether you have a lot of money and you think you're better or... Whether you are poor and you think you're not as good, that's when it's against the divine law and you've gone into your ego. All right, so money, finances, it's an awesome responsibility to have your finances in order. It is also one of the things that is necessary for you to go into abundance. In other words, as you've gone through your life, you do have financial need You have bills to pay. That's the way that things are set up, obviously. So as you look at your bills, you take responsibility for your life. You take your responsibility for paying your bills, and you are open to receiving that which you need. I have a very good friend, and she moved to Atlanta. And as she was, she tells this story, and she was sitting on the, on the on her meditation mat, and she was had her incense burning, and she was praying to God, and she was saying, "Please help me get a help me have this money for this rent, and help me to, to you know get my my career going here and so forth." And all of a sudden, after a couple of days, she heard this voice and said, "Get up and look for a job. Get up and get out and take responsibility for your life. That's the way the universe works. The universe respects your freedom so much." that you have to present the plan of action first, present yourself in an honest way, and then money will come to you. Money will be a part of your life. Now, there seems to be a balance that you need with money. It is that if you are greedy, is it that you're greedy or is it that you're needy, if you have a greed? There is a great saying, and that is this. The universe life Mother Earth can support everyone's need, but not everyone's greed. So if you do come into your life and you are fortunate enough to have excess money, then it is well for you to donate that or to give it away, to help someone else in need. That is one of the principles of abundance. You can call it tithing, but sometimes that is stings in people's ears that come from religions. But you can call it a gift back. Give back to those who need. Give back when you're asked, and it will be returned to you. All right, the energy of money is, yes, you have this gift, and you have this finances, and you want to be sure and give away when you can. However, be careful that you don't give away your farm and so you cannot eat. It's about mindful giving. When you give to someone, if you're enabling them to be dysfunctional, then you have injured them. However, if you can, as the story goes, teach the person to fish and then they can feed themselves for a lifetime. Or you can give them a fish and you have fed them for that day. So, mindful giving. Now, the Buddhist traditions, the monks, will go in the village and they have what is known as a begging bowl. The begging bowl is handed out and it's given to people around them. And you put food or money or whatever in this begging bowl. Now, in our culture in America, we think, oh, wow, that poor monk is having to beg for his food. That's not it at all. The monk is evolved enough that he obviously, he or she could Get his own food or her own food But it is offering the people in the village The opportunity of giving And that is your best gift Is to give to someone else Alright, so as you gain money You have a balance, you have a budget You're giving back But So yes, you don't want to give away everything But then on the other end of that spectrum You have to look at You have a lot of money And maybe you're generating a lot of money Your ego is involved And you become almost identified with it. If your BMW is more important than your daughter, you have some issues that needs to be worked out. If you feel that material loss or material change is so important that you're entering someone, if you've made a deal financially and it has given you a good commission but it's hurting other people, then that will come back on you. Not as a punishment. It's as an awareness. It comes back to you like a mirror and going, the truth is, is that yes, you're making a lot of money, but you are deforesting this, this area or you are, you are charging such a high interest rate on your mortgage that these poor families cannot feed themselves. So it is up to you to change. All right. Here is a concept of money that will change your life and that is this. We human beings seem to be the only species that feel that we have to be so out of balance with our egos that the divine is not going to take care of us, that we have to enslave ourselves, that we follow along auto-mind about money, and that we are going to have to do this or have to do that. We enslave ourselves. No. We are on this earth and we are supported by this earth and when you align yourself with that love you'll never starve again so ryan what do you think about that
1: <laughs> that was great advice i mean yeah and honestly if you take that advice it will change your life um i guess i did have a couple questions though um you know how much how much energy do you give it you know and and like you said there's i don't know if you want to say a thin line but i guess you could give it how do you say you could give that bad energy right and 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 really put yourself in a funk about all these bills and everything so I, I don't know i guess the question is yeah how much energy do you give it and like how how can you manifest like what what you need right yeah
0: right well and i think that's i think that's a good question too where you're saying okay how much do i need how much do I need and how much is, is greed? Now, I don't really feel like there's any great reward in suffering. So p- human beings like to say, oh, I'll do this and I'll do this and God will reward me. Really? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But I think it's a matter of believing in a higher self, that you have a purpose and that there is no mistakes where you were born. There's no mistakes in who you are. Um, as far as the, the need of money, yes, each culture is different. Uh, If you live in Manhattan, it is very different than if you live in Haiti, so to speak, right? So – and I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's just – it's a different perspective. Also, needs are different. The the cost of living here in Denver is very different than the cost of living in Oklahoma, all right? right? So it's a matter of perspective. But therein lies my point. It's a matter of being very realistic. You look at your life and go, okay, God, this is, my, this is my plan. I need a house. I need this. I need that. But it's, it, it's so easy to get sucked into debt. There's one of the greatest traps I've noticed with some of you know, people that I really love dearly is they start thinking, OK, now we can, we can get this mortgage and we can get this and we can get this debt. And we, and it, it accumulates up to hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. Yeah. And you're, you're almost lured into it. Oh, yes, you do need the big house. You do need the vacation. Yeah, you do feel like that. It is. And then also other people around you. Other people around you are going, they're almost competing. It's like, well, I have this big house. I have this. I have that. I have so much money and so much whatever. And after a while, it becomes obscene. It becomes obscene. I honestly don't want to be around that kind of person that has to tell me how much money they have or whatever. And I thankfully don't run around those people. But it's individuals that are authentic. If you... If you truly do have money, you wouldn't mention it. It's it, and, it, and it doesn't honestly make you a better person. Yeah. It doesn't make you a bad person. My whole point <laughs> is is that it is not high on the scale of priorities. Yes, it's nice to pay your bills, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But set that and set that. It's just, believe it or not, when I mentioned money about is, is energy, it literally is. If you can visualize money, you, sometimes we think, oh, I don't have enough money. And then you don't. And sometimes you can view it and go, oh, this person has so much more money and taking money away from me. But it's not that way. You'll always have the abundance you need. And it's energy and it's just like the sun. It's just like what the divine loves you. If you breathed in every breath you have that is love, you would never exhaust the love that is for you. If every day you got up and you visualized the fact that, hey, that sun is out there and it's emanating sun and it will continually do that and you know that, it's just like also there's enough money for you. There's enough abundance. Mm -hmm. Herein also lies a thought. Don't view your abundance just with that which is money. View it as the most small part of it. That you are also – people will look at things and go, well, I have to save this amount of money for this or that or you can just visualize yourself doing that. Like for example, if you wanted to travel somewhere, you go, "Oh, well, I want to go travel to Italy." You go, "Well, I should spend I need to save $12,000." Do you? Or you can just visualize a future you in Italy. All of a sudden someone goes, "My mother has a house in Italy. Would you like to stay there for free <laughs> and, and I can just get have you correct and you don't have Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Happens all the time. Yeah. It happens all the times as far as exchanges and so forth. We're such in a beautiful epoch of time right now. And that is that all life is being recognized as consciousness. Yes, you are consciousness. You as a physical being, a human being, your consciousness. But so is everything around you. So is all animal life. So is all plant life. So is all everything. The Everything you look at is alive and living and is a part of you. You don't see that, but it is. So we're rising up where that's being recognized. It's ancestral medicine. So if you're a human being that is not in interconnection with that – It's gradually being fallen away. In other words, the more pain you feel will probably be the more that you identify with a sense that is separate, a sense of self that is separate and not part of the whole. When you identify yourself as this individual that is separate, you are not living in a vacuum and that you are actually not living in a vacuum, so that will cause you pain. So as far as money is concerned, it is, again, a matter of not so much your identity, but it is a matter of exchange. See, if you can truly – if you truly wanted to make money, go out and volunteer somewhere or look at your life and say, what is it that I truly am? What is it that I truly want to be? What can I grow into? Maybe I'm studying to be this over here in school, an accountant or an architect or a doctor. But really, I want to be an artist or I want to be this or that. So you go follow your artistic expression and you become successful and also well-financed. Yeah.
1: Um. I'm trying to soak it all in, but going back to, you know, wanting these fancy cars and and everything. I I went through that, it seemed like. I wanted a brand new phone every time a phone came out. I wanted a big TV when the big TVs came out, you know. And and you want a new car or truck or something when the new trucks come out, you know. And honestly, kind of what helped change me was that gratitude again that we speak right, of right. and just being grateful for what I did have right. and then when you sit back and you're like oh wow <laughs> I got food to eat Um, I can sh- you know I can bathe myself every day I can clean my clothes I have a place to go call home I'm out of the elements like you were saying Right. and then it's like okay well now that I really think about it I, I don't need a new phone I don't need a huge TV <laughs> right. I don't need a $80,000 truck, you know, I'm, I'm getting by with, it. I have everything I need right now, I guess is kind of what I realized, you know? Right. And then that's kind of when me chasing the money went away and then I start trying to chase what I actually love and actually love to do. And, and you kind of realize you, you really don't need all of this material stuff that you think you need. You don't. And so I guess, I guess I'm coming to a question is why do we, is it? Is it TV? Is it advertisements? Is it, you know, you do see some friends that are very successful and they have cars. What is it that makes us want, you know, these material things? is is that something that you you well, could answer i wonder well i think it comes from different <laughs> yeah. sources yeah. i
0: think uh sometimes people can have this great need to have things because there could be an, a hole in their in their soul there's a okay. there's a lacking or there's a need they're trying to they're trying to fill this void a person that's egoic is not going to really see the beauty that they are So they could be going, oh, I need this And look at this And then hmm. and then they say, <clears throat> look at my great car that I have yeah. Aren't I wonderful? No, not really You know, it's interesting when I've seen people And they, and they buy a house yeah. I walk into the house and I go, boy, this is a beautiful house And they go, thank you Well, you didn't really build it, did you? You have a big <laughs> mortgage on it <laughs> but you didn't really build the thing. <laughs> that's true. Right. And so it's like, oh thank you. Well, okay, okay, so you you got this mortgage and that's great, it's your house. Hope it works out. I hope you can pay the, the deal. If you look at um the word mortgage, mort, that means death. Morg Jeez. and ledger. Mortgage is a death ledger. That's what it means. Jeez. Death ledger.
1: Pretty much. I mean, Correct. Yeah.
0: So you get a mortgage and you go, I have a new house, do you? So you bought a house for $500,000. By the time you get done paying for it, you're going to pay probably $800,000, you know, a million dollars for this house. And so, great. Did you? Okay. I'm not complaining. I'm not saying one way. It's a very benign statement. But the word mortgage means <laughs> mortgage or death ledger. So, whatever. So, But you can also look at it as like you're going to pay that off until the until the mortgage is complete. Okay, so it's the death of that. Now, what I'm trying to say is, if you look at debt, so I mean, we all have to get in debt once in a while, you know, and 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 I, I, I get that, I get that. And you have to, yeah. That's the way society is is set up. But also, when you start to equate your value with money, like you said, so why do we need all these things? Is it something that you that you have this hole inside yourself, or we're going to do another episode and it's releasing yourself from the media? Okay. The media is your social networking, your TV, everything. Is trying to program you to be a consumer and that's it. They don't care about you but they program you to get your money and almost to enslave you. You go into corporations and they are programming you. Get in debt. Get in debt. You need a new house. You need a new car. Yeah. Get in debt. So you're enslaved to them. So you're working hard to pay off that debt. And then you, there's this competition. I'm so much better than you. Here's Let's do some ego justing. <laughs> Now, it's interesting that, you know, people will meet each other and it's unfortunately it's stereotypical. But notice how a lot of times men will meet and they'll go, what do you do? In other words, tell me, sir, am, are you on the same level as I am that I can communicate with you? Are you some lowly peasant and I will not communicate with you? Oh, you're a, you're this, so, oh, you're too lonely. In other words, the ego is so big that you think your profession makes you.
1: Yeah, I feel like there's, pressure like even uh you know when you're dating someone say and oh well you, you know, you only make twenty thousand a year or whatever and, and you know or vice versa. Hey I make a hundred and twenty, one hundred and fifty thousand a year, you know. Right. I make two hundred thousand a year. It does seem like people are drawn to that big, those big numbers, you know, and like, oh well, okay, you passed, you make, a lo- <laughs> right. you make a lot of money, yeah, I, I can check. date, I can date you now,
0: right, you right, know,
1: or you know, I don't like you said, I don't think you're quite to my level, right, just yet, and I've been victim to that myself. I've always said, hey, I, you know, I want to date someone. Um, basically, I always say, who has the same hustle as me, you know, right. and that's not necessarily saying the same amount of money as I make. But, you know, I guess right. I kind of fell victim to saying, at least I, I want to know at least you work hard and you do make some money and you can contribute, you know, to to whatever we're doing. Right. So I guess I have felt a little victim victim to that. Right. Yeah.
0: I, I agree. Well, and it's also, and then you then get into primal stuff. I mean, if you believe that we're all, you know, human animals, I totally believe that we're of the divine. But, you know, you look at the animal kingdom, too. And if we came from that animal kingdom, it's all about. Procreation, survival, and breeding. And so you're going to get the strongest mate <laughs> in right. both the male and the female. You, I mean the rams, they will they will butt heads until one dies. And that that preser- preserves the you know, strongest of the fittest, so to speak. Yeah. All right. And so when you're dating, you're going, Okay, you're gonna be able to support me and the kids, or you're gonna just sit there and do nothing? And so I get that. It can be a little bit of the of the primal Okay.
1: Um, okay. You know, yeah. it's
0: like you're I'm gonna have babies with you, so you're gonna support. But here's the thing. We do need to get away from the monkey mind in the human consciousness and also the reptilian mind as well. Yes, each human being has a monkey mind, logical, that's my banana, give it to me, I'll fight you for it. They also have the reptilian as well. But you also have a divine heart and you have a soul and so there's compassion and love. So, you know, recently I think it's interesting because we have like I I don't really watch the news or that much, but I heard that we have the first trillionaire oh, wow. on the planet. Wow, we have this first trillion. I don't oh great. I don't understand that much about all that, but it's like okay, great. We have the first trillionaire. And I'm thinking, <laughs> great, now how do you do that and still and still have a consciousness when people don't have health care? When, you know, people need he, hearing elderly people need yeah. hearing aids and and, you know, it's like... And you're sitting here with the
1: ability to help almost everybody, it seems like, with that amount of money.
0: Right, right, <laughs> right, right. And that's, and that's, I don't really think that's a gold achievement, so to speak. And I'm not saying that anybody needs to, to change their lives. I don't see anybody that needs to, you know, pay anybody else's bills. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that as far as finances, it is <clears throat> an energy that... Look at it as energy of love and light. Yes. Bring in prosperity. Go into the prosperity consciousness. Release any lack consciousness. Allow money. Allow, allow abundance to come in. Look at all the gifts and be grateful for it. And I can guarantee you, all you'll have is more a sense of peace, love. You'll have more abundance. Everything that you need. You will get to the spiritual point that you will manifest anything and everything that is needed to support your life.
1: I love that. I love that. Um, and I, I'm getting the whole thing about the the energy and money. Um, I guess going back to, you know, being careful about getting caught up. Um, and it goes back to me needing a truck to get to work right and having a place to live so now we get ourselves wrapped up in these bills or these high payments and it's a it's a huge circle it's we're going to work to pay for the truck to get to work to pay for the truck you know so in reality all we're really doing is working to pay for that truck to go to work
0: right (laughs) And all
1: that energy is literally just going to that not to you know hey i want to go on this vacation or i want to visit this Country, this other country i want to do this i want to do that no it's literally all going to work and all that energy all that money is just going to get to work
0: right right <laughs> i had a job maybe you, you don't. don't like I'm, and i'm yeah. trying to get out of that <laughs> right. crazy right.
1: cycle and it's hard you know
0: right yeah and so here's a clue here's something also though you know you can look at and you go well you know there's there's all these structures that are that are put in place and they're going to help you and so forth. Really some of them don't even care about you. They yeah. can care less about you. They don't care that your truck is, you know, not paid for. They don't you care. Know. And so you look at individuals and their businesses like, "Well, we'll sell you this, we'll do that and so forth and so forth." I'm not saying it's wrong or right. I'm just saying that you know, if you are if you're just going to work and it's just to pay for the truck and so forth, the first thing that you're actually doing is you can say, "Okay, well, I understand that, and in order to have any kind of, like, if you have, if you if you want to fix it, you have to realize it's first it is broken. All right, we do live in the real world, and so do I. Sometimes when I go, you know, and I pay for a, a root canal or I pay for some auto repairs, I go, "Oh my god, you know, what am I going to do?" So, yeah, yeah. yes, I understand that, but I also understand that. It's like when you really get that realization and you go, this is just not working because I'm, all my energy is just going to just survival. That's when you're starting to release yourself from the survival and immediately you'll, you'll go into the creative. The creative is much different. In survival, you'll just basically die. But you will. <laughs> but, they just go to work and pay for your die, car okay? payment and die Correct. pretty much. <laughs> but in creation, when you're creating, you go, okay, this is the way it is, but how do I change it? Yeah. Gradually, little by little, you get more opportunities, or you get more insight. You get more yeah. empowered. You begin more to get away from any structure, and you move into still a greater sense of abundance. Now, obviously, you have to pay the bills, but it can be just a simple tweaking of perception yeah. that your abundance is not so much the money; it's about the friends or the your your family or the good the, the sunset you saw. Once you see that, then money will come. Also, you know, to be open to receiving. So many people think, oh, no, I don't want to – well, you know, when you when you pray, it's like if somebody picks up dinner and you just just in there smiling, you were going to pay half, but somebody picked up dinner, yeah. you go, okay, thanks. You go, okay, well, thank you. And you would have paid for it. Your intention was to pay for it. But yeah. in the back of your mind, you're going, that's no, good. I'm glad. I can pay more on my credit card or whatever. Yeah. You acknowledge every little thing that is done for you, every meal that is bought, everything that is, that is, that is you. And you get a plan of action. And then you get a plan of action. There's something that is incredibly terrifying for people, and that is change. Change can be very difficult for people. It's like, oh, no, this is the way. And it's like, well, how is that working for you? All right? So when you start to change, other people will start to react and go, no, you can't do that. It's like, no, I can. And when you do that and you break away from it, then you turn and you never look back. And you and you can get out of debt very, very quickly. And you can have a life that's very abundant.
1: You, you know what? You're so, you're so true. You're so right. Right. Um... I know some of the happiest times of my life was, I had, you know, not a broken down car, but, you know, I had an older model car, you know, the windows didn't roll down, (laughs) right, right, stuff didn't work, right, right, (laughs) and I was always fixing it, right, and, but I didn't have a car payment, you know, and I didn't have to work a job that I didn't like to do, right, so I was in a job that I loved. You know, when I brought my debt down. Obviously, it's really hard to get out of debt and credit cards and all that stuff. But, you know, I managed to, you know, get rid of the stuff that I didn't need. And sometimes you don't need all this TV programming and cable and all this other stuff. And as soon as I got rid of a lot of bills and I just kind of simplified my life. And, you know, I didn't have a nice fancy car or anything like that. It, it was great. I didn't have any of that pressure of all these bills and this um, how do you say commitment to pay all this stuff? I was in the, a job that I love. I had a car to go to and from wherever I wanted to. Right. And like right. I was saying, I had all the other stuff. I had a house and a place to shower, clean, you know, wash my clothes and everything like that, place to sleep. And it, it was great. That was like one of the happiest times of my life, you know, not having too much debt, I should say. Right, right. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, I hear that all the time yeah. from my clients, how they. How they really pursued the money How it 's all about the money and all the the looks and the accoutrements and everything. And then all of a sudden it was taken away for whatever reason. Show me ten different people i 'll show you ten different reasons,, yeah. and they all say the same thing. how incredible happy they are they don 't have to do it. Shirley McLean said it very well. she said there 's nothing wrong with money there 's nothing wrong with objects there 's nothing wrong with having things it 's when they begin to own you it 's when you 're spending so much time. On it and so forth, you know I, I don 't want to criticize somebody, but i 'll just give you kind of an example. I was down years ago, this is like twenty, thirty years ago. I was down at the Brown Palace. for those of you who do not know that 's a very nice uh, hotel, and it has a restaurant in downtown Denver. This is years ago. So I went outside and I was standing there just outside to take a break, and it was a Christmas party of one of my friends, so i wasn't staying there. I was just with her with this Christmas party as I was standing outside, this man rode up with his family, and he was in a Volvo. Right? And so the, the doorman went out and got his bag and he shut the back door The man or the owner of the Volvo just went into ballistics and started yelling at the man The bell, the uh, doorman that he had slammed his car so hard and broken it And it was a Volvo and he kept yelling it was a Volvo okay, I went in and then I came back and he was still upset He would got the manager involved There was no damage to the Volvo All right, So that man had crossed a line somewhere where he actually viewed his Volvo, and it was a Volvo for God's sakes, but it was, <laughs> you know, get over yourself. <laughs> They're every eighth car on the road, aren't they? So anyway, so it was he was going on and on and humiliating this man, this doorman that got up with dignity and pride and was a part of light. Went to his work and was doing the very best he could probably to support his girlfriend and his new baby. And this man had the audacity of berating him like that over this Volvo slamming kind of thing. And therein lies the issue. There's a line crossed. There's a line crossed in people and perhaps in you if you are viewing that that precious thing is so much more important than a human life, that you're yeah. denigrating someone else. So that's – I mean that's just about money. You could go on and on about the ills of the world. But at the end of the day, and, the, and, and and at the end of your life, it's not going to matter that much. What's going to matter is where you were kind to people, where you helped people. You are not going to be valued. It's very interesting to me because it seems to me where I travel, I go into these different countries, and there is a cemetery, or I'm, I'm sorry, actually it's a graveyard because it's by a church. And so there's a graveyard and by churches. And the reason that people were called the stinking rich is because those were the people that were buried in the olden times right by the church. They were either buried in the church yard or they were buried sometimes right under the floor of the church and the decomposing body was stinking the church up and they're called the stinking rich. So I want you to view that as a metaphor of your life. You live your life in such a way that you feel like you're so much better Than your people around you that are poor And so you amass this money You could even cause some poverty yourself By amassing your money And you're not generous Toward the end of your life You begin to realize that money wasn't all that important You realize that was something higher Some kind of God So in your interpretation of what God is You think, oh, that's the church Or that's something else You don't look at it that it's your own heart And your own life And so you begin to panic And you begin to go, okay, I'll give all the money to the church And you can bury me right in the church So that I can go to God it's like, well, <laughs> you are a part of God, yeah. so it's not going to make any difference. I think, I think that's such an amazing, yeah. amazing metaphor.
1: Absolutely. I like that.
0: All right. So, Ryan, why don't you tell us about the address to that, our website?
1: Oh, yeah. Guys, please go check out our website. It's medicinewords.net. Um, we also have some social media. We don't have too much content yet. We're getting that all up, but we are at Medicine Words Heal. Both at Instagram and our like page on Facebook, so go check us out. Um, share it on your guys' social media. We'd appreciate that. Tell a friend to tell a friend um, to to listen. Check us out and and yeah, go ahead,
0: go yeah, it's good. Yeah. Again, thank you so much for making this podcast such a huge success in such a short period of time. Please stay with us. We have some exciting plans for this uh, podcast, Medicine Words. We have individuals in the future that we're going to be interviewing. Of course, that'll be under the human realm, and with those interviews, we have diversity people that uh, that I respect as far as spiritual. We have Francesca that's coming up in the. very soon this week, and she does a lot of healing with what she calls the universal flow, where she removes a lot of gunk that's from other people. I'm going to let you, I'm, gonna, I'm sorry, I'm going to let her explain that to you. We also have the beloved soul healer, Wendy, and she's an individual that is an incredible healer, and she's going to be interviewed coming up this week too. Some of the plans that we have, also we're going to have Zetor back, uh, our friendly little alien, Sage, the divine wisdom alien. We're going to be discussing incredible topics in the future, topics that people can listen to and relate to. And so please stick with us. We we have a goal, and that goal is we're going to, for our first season, which is going to be complete by June 1st, we will have 40 episodes. These 40 episodes will be episodes of variety, episodes of difference that you can pick and choose what works for you. Again, my friends, always be you. And thank you so much for being you. From my heart, know that you are loved. Know that you are great. And know that you are that right now.